Welcome back to Pop Culture Failure, where we watch a thing for pop culture and then we talk about it. I'm Sky. And I am not Sky. That's right. You're the other one. Yes. Uh, we're watching The Mighty Ducks, the animated series. Hell yeah, we are. I forget what episode nine? Uh, yes. It's the human factor. Yeah, I think that's episode nine. It is it episode is. nine. You did a Yay. good job finding out, Sky. I did. Thank you. Um, it's not what we thought it was gonna be. They, I'm the ducks upset. do not get turned into humans. No, not sh- once. They should have peopleified the ducks. I, I mean, would like to see it. There's still several episodes left, so there's time. Yeah, like twenty episodes or so. I don't feel like the Ninja Turtles ever got peopled. No? I don't think so. You would know. I would know. Though it's been a minute since I've seen all of the uh, first series. What are you doing with your time? I mean, watching stupid horror movies. Stop doing that. Rewatch the Ninja Turtles. Do what I want. I re- me. I rewatch uh, all nine seasons of Seinfeld once a month. <laughs> so you can do that. <laughs> yeah, but you don't have to do that. You choose to do that. It's so much easier than deciding what to watch. <laughs> Um, but yeah, this is, we're watching The Human Factor, and it opens up with... The uh, title! Yeah. The the dragons are at some sort of steel plant. And they're, yeah. They're making a thermite bomb, and the ducks are aware of it, and they're just on the other side of this huge technological cavern. It's very advanced looking for a, a, a regular human steel plant. Yeah, it's like... Star wars the it, yeah, it's every science fiction cartoon. Like <laughs> the X Men the animated series would feel very at home in this steel plant. Yeah, it looks like the danger room. Yeah. Do you know what thermite is, Jacob? Uh when you tell me, I'm gonna remember. It's a mixture of a bunch of different uh, uh, chemicals that will burn through pretty much anything. At one point, the MythBusters made a bunch of thermite to cut a car in half. Maybe that's where I know the word from. Probably. I know a lot of words from MythBusters. <laughs> A thermite bomb, I don't feel like, would be terribly destructive. Like, the part of the reason why that uh, that Zeppelin, what was the famous Zeppelin that exploded? Hindenburg. Yes. Uh, was partially painted with something that was akin to, to thermite. Oh, that, so it burned real good? Yeah, it's part of why, because the skin burned real good, and also it was full of hydrogen, so. Yeah. It wasn't set up great. <laughs> um. But like I, thermite's not like explosive. It's just extremely yeah. But corrosive. we've never we've never paired it with dragon technology. That's fair. Maybe they're shooting darts with it or whatever. Yeah. So um, the ducks are gonna uh, you know stop them. Two of them are missing. I was gonna say there's never only four why. ducks. Uh, we don't see them until we go back to the duck nodrome. Who's here? It's Mallory. No, that's Tanya. No, Mallory's missing. We got Nosedive, Duke, and uh, Wildwing. So Grin and Mallory are missing. Correct. Okay. Maybe Brad Garrett was unavailable. He, he must. Does... Yeah, he has like one line in this whole thing. Yeah, but he could have recorded that at, on a different day or yeah. they just reused it. You never know. Or he's just harder to draw. <laughs> Maybe. So the dragons notice them and they start shooting their guns and whatnot at them. Uh, there's a minor firefight with pucks and, and laser beams. Uh, eventually Siege has his gun explode because of Pucks, and he grabs what is a, inherently a uh, a rivet gun yeah. that was just there. To put rivets in things. Yeah, it's a steel mill. They, You know how they use those on construction sites and such? Why not do it right now? Get <laughs> the it most high-tech rivet gun you'll ever see. It's definitely set up like a perimeter defense gun. Yes. But... 
whatever. So Siege grabs it and he starts shooting rivets at the ducks. And for the most part, they're just getting pelted with rivets and it seems to be doing nothing. And instead of using his shield, Wild Wing is just taking him in the chest and face. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, he takes him in the chest until he takes one in the face. And it fuck it just fucks the mask right up. It knocks him off his feet, which it would. Well, yeah, I mean, it hit him right in the beak, which I guess is connected directly to his skull, so it makes sense to me. Yeah, but it breaks his mask, Yeah, which is important. You know that one-of-a-kind mask that only one person had had and they didn't even know really existed or not? Yes, I do know, Sky. Yeah. Um, keep that in mind and how, you know, how rare it is. But everybody asks Wildwing, hey, you got shot in the face. You all right? Yeah. Uh, and he's like, yeah, I just finished the mission. How about it? At which point Wrath drops a big bucket of molten steel on the floor. It's not lava like I thought. Right. It's molten steel. Which makes a lot more sense. And all honestly. the dragons say, you, we're going to get burned to death, too. And nobody's like, yeah, but we can teleport out of here. Yeah. And one of you can fly. <laughs> That's right. So the dragons fuck off, but they didn't finish the bomb. Or take it with them, at least. Yeah. So the bomb gets set on fire, and then the whole steel mill explodes in a thermite explosion. Yeah. Which isn't how really thermite works, but it maybe there was more bomb than thermite. Yeah. But in any case, TT Steel gets just fucked all the way yeah, up. Yeah, it's, it's over for them. It's leveled. Hopefully insurance will cover that. The ducks make it out. And then Detective Douchebag comes rolling up. I don't he has know his a name. name. Um, Crackjaw. Shitbag. I know what it is. Sir Stuff's I face. think it's Cleghorn. That sounds right. Um, he rolls up and he says something I think is racist against ducks. And he accuses <laughs> them of looking for worms. He's just browsing for worms, first of all, which is way weirder. Yeah, that is a strange way to phrase it. And they're like, no, like the dragons just blew up the steel mill. And Cleghorn says something to the effect of, how do I know you're telling the truth? Every I've never seen the dragons, but I see you blowing shit up all the time. He's not wrong. It would be very suspicious. Well, th- that that may be, but also the dragons aren't abundantly subtle, even though they do have that cloaking tech, because they just bust out their spaceship whenever. That's true, but they are at least smart enough to just fucking teleport away when things go south. That's true. Right away, too. They're like, hell with this. Dip. Cleghorn decides to not in like uh take them into custody even though they are standing in front of the smoldering ruins of a family-owned business yeah usually that is like at least enough for you to be questioned yeah i mean you're on the site you probably smell a little bit like smoke you smell like thermite (laughs) and also you got rivets in you i bet you were inside of this yeah um but the ducks are able to just wander off free so we cut to to the ductodrome where there were Wildwing and Nosediver watching TV together like brothers do. And there's some guy, Dr. Wally Pretorius. Who's a geneticist. A, right. She, he's being interviewed by a lady newscaster who I don't know if we've seen before. I uh, think so. She seems to be part of the hockey sports team because she's asking this geneticist if ducks are good at hockey or whatever. Yeah. And it, it, is it a question of like... Do the ducks have good enough genes to play hockey and win? Or is she just, did she invite a geneticist on the show to be like, do you think this team is going to win at hockey? Yes, because she asks if he thinks they'll win the Stanley Cup. And genetics don't have an abundance to do with their hockey skill. Right? I didn't think so. Unless, like, the ducks as a culture have a, like, genetic memory of the first hockey player or whatever. Yeah. 
which I guess could be possible. But ultimately, they're just out there practicing and doing work and stuff. Um. Also, this man who is uh, the voice of Dr. Pretorius is Matt Frewer. Because mm-hmm. uh, I was like, whose voice is this? It sounded familiar. He is Panic from Hercules, you know, of Pain and Panic. He's also Big Russ from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. And he turns up in things every now and then. And I'm like, why do I know this guy's face and voice? Was he in The Watchmen? Uh, yes, he is uh, Moloch. Sure. I forget the character, but or the character's name, rather, but his character had cancer, and then Rorschach doesn't murder him ah, mercilessly. He's just, I, he's been in a lot of things. Yeah, he's got one of those voices who sounds a little yes. bit like Rob Paulson, but you know it's not. I thought it was Jim Carrey also for a minute, and I was like, I know it's not Jim Carrey. Yeah. <laughs> that would be wild if Jim Carrey was just a <laughs> villain in one of these. I, I mean, we don't know he's a villain yet, but surprise. Well, he's certainly coded like a villain he's definitely bald and has big eyebrow and uh just a a, a crazy sense of personal space because he starts <laughs> yelling about whatever and how the duck should be you know studied and whatever and he drags the lady over uh into his shot even though it's a shot reverse shot situation nosedive is upset because humans want to dissect them or whatever which is a valid concern right that's not great man but to be fair some humans want to dissect other humans that's true Nosedive doesn't want to be a guinea pig, which is a f- thing he knows, and maybe they're guinea pigs on Punk World. It's hard to tell how long they've been here, so how much of our, like, culture? phrases and culture have they well, acquired? I don't know what they do all day, aside they... from pl- hockey practice and then watch TV, so they're probably absorbing a fair amount. Yeah, especially Wild Wing. And by nosedive. Wild Wing, I mean Nosedive. Yep. Yeah. The the brothers go to see Tanya, yes, yes. as she's futzing about with the mask and her fix-it gauntlet. And she's like, I got to rebuild uh, a circuit board, and it's going to take 20 to 24 hours. That's She doesn't say it like that, though. You said that very concise. She I fucking said it like porky, a person would say she it. She says yes. it like fucking Porky Pig. She goes, 20 to, to, to 20 fo- fo- 24 a whole, day. a whole day. Yeah, I don't know why that's her character trait. I, she doesn't like stutter like that other times, does she? just has that she's nasally done weird it voice. something similar. I don't know. Which I don't like. But she's apparently able to fix this ancient technology that there's only one kind of. So good for her, I guess. I suppose it's possible that after Kennard ate it, they were able to analyze the mask. But how would they look into it without the mask? With, they probably got a different, less good mask. Or he just did it in a mirror? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that'll work. <laughs> They've got a game to get to, and instead of just going in their plane that would take them there in a couple of hours, they're going to drive a day or two. Well, he says the it's, other ones he says it's tomorrow. It. But, I mean, I guess if, like you said, there's nothing for them to do other than watch TV. So, I guess a road trip will give them a little change. Tanya and Grin are going to catch up with them later in the Arrowing. You could all just hang out and then go together and we wouldn't have the plot of this episode. Yeah, but also sometimes you just want to go on a road trip, Sky. No. Well, you don't because you're not fun. That's right. It just seems impractical. Road trip is a, is a team bonding exercise, I would say. Yeah, and four members of the team are going. Most of the team is going. <laughs> I guess. They're probably just excited to not have to hang around fucking Grin and, and Tanya for a uh, full day. Listen to her horrible voice and his stupid anecdotes. Yeah. Or Grin, what you're euphemisms? saying isn't a thing. I think the word I'm looking for is euphemisms. Yeah, well, idioms. he euphemizes himself right out of the show. Yeah, fuck him. So th- they take the migrator and they push all of the turbines to max as they exit the thing and just once one time it's going to happen off screen but i guarantee you they're just going to slam to a school bus 
because they don't look first. We don't see them having a view screen of the outside of their garage door. They just fucking rocket out of it. Also, what's the point of going on a road trip if you're just going to go as fast as possible like, and jet by everything? <laughs> exactly. Just fucking fly there in the arrow wing tomorrow. <laughs> so Mallory is uh, observing that Earth is beautiful. And Wildwing, nope, Nosedive kind of agrees, but he hates humans. That's his character trait for the day. Yeah. They got 20 minutes to fill. Sure. Gotta do something. So they're driving through a small town called Sunnyville, and mm-hmm. uh, the migrator breaks down, and nobody knows why. Mallory just points at a button and says, this shit's broken. That is why you shouldn't leave the smart one at home. <laughs> yeah. I guess Wildwing did fix a spaceship in the last episode. I guess that's true. But, yeah. So we get a shot of outside, and there's a guy in a, in a coonskin hat, which is super weird. He's not just wearing a coonskin hat. He's wearing a small vest that's like half the size of his torso. Yep. And, t- and suspenders. And suspenders, but down. Yeah. Like for hanging fashion. off of him. He's... He- He's starting a fashion line. He's doing something. Everybody in town recognizes the migrator, and rightfully so. I feel like that's very distinctive. Yeah. And a bunch of folks run from City Hall, and it's Chip, the mayor, and Stan Lee, but a general. Yeah. What if Stan Lee was eight feet tall and a general? <laughs> Just jacked to hell. <laughs> um, but And the mayor's like, hey, we recognize you, ducks. Welcome to our little town. Oh, also the mayor's voice is the voice of Tommy's grandpa from... The Rugrats, if you need someone to set the picture here for you. Sure. Sky doesn't understand that reference, but the rest of you do because you're normal. Uh, And then some old man Jenkins type comes strolling up and he's the the town mechanic. His name's Pops, Sky. Sure. And he starts poking around in the engine. Meanwhile, six-star General McBallard? No, that's Mallory's name. (laughs) Whatever this guy's name is. I don't know if he's a real person or not, but Mallory has heard of him. And she uh, has a, a military boner for him because he's so high ranked. Yeah. Uh, and she shows off her, I guess the rebellion gave out membership cards. Unless she was part of the Puck World Special Forces before the rebellion. And she just joined the rebellion after the dragons took over. I guess. Like, I, I assume they had some sort of army, right? I guess. I mean, it was just the six of them or the five of them until they brought on Nosedive and Wildwing. Right. So there was probably some sort of army beforehand. I would hope so. That su- obviously sucks since the dragon so easily took over. That's right. Everybody's too busy playing hockey. Um, they were all in the penalty box and they couldn't get out for another 10 minutes. And in that 10 minutes, the whole world was taken over. And you know they were busy playing hockey because there are hockey sticks and pucks in the logo of the special forces. Yeah, of the planet in general. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the ducks have that tattooed on their arms. It's true, but you'd think that, like, you know, the army could take a minute from playing hockey to guard the planet. You don't hail from Puck World now, do you? I sure don't. Uh, Not Stan Lee is pretty impressed with her bona fides, and he's like, I bet you could teach me some stuff. Jenkins, what would it, Pops? Pops, yeah. Pops says that they threw a rod, which is a thing, I guess. That some I've heard people say. Yeah, it's definitely mechanic speak for something I don't understand. And that he'll have to machine one from scratch because, no shit, this came from outer space. Why would you have a part that fits it? Did it even come from outer space? Because I feel like Tanya built it. Wasn't it part of the arrow wing? Was it? I don't know. I assumed everything but the arrow wing Tanya has built. <laughs> I mean, maybe. He's going to go do the that. Mayor, what's his name, introduces Chip to uh, Wildwing. And Chip wants pointers on hockey because hockey's the greatest sport in the world. 
And now that they have nothing but time because their shit got broken, he's like, yeah, whatever, I'll, I'll play hockey with you. Not a zero fucking concern for their game tomorrow that they need to get to. Well, I mean, they haven't tried, but they could always try to call Tanya. I guess, yeah, call and your friends. And they'll, they, they, they do have a plane. Yeah. That they clearly don't need to log with the FFA or FAA, so they just <laughs> do whatever. They don't have to log it with the FFA either. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Uh, and Wild Wing is pouting as much as he can with a beak, but then the comic book people come, uh, Thrash and Mook. Uh, they're here visiting a grandparent. I don't know if they're sister and brother or not. Or if their grandparents are in the same home and they <laughs> could come be. together to visit. But Mook... Perhaps they're lovers? I don't know, but mm. uh, Mook has uh, a, a pink hair and a jacket that has an arrow pointing to her butt. How do you know which one's which? I'm guessing Thrasher's the boy. Oh, okay. That's racist, but... It's more sexist than anything. That's absolutely what I meant. Okay. I thought you'd just let it go. But they tell Nosedive that uh, <laughs> that there's an arcade that he'd like to play at, and then... At that point, Wildwing's like, see, humans aren't all bad. Because of video games? I mean, Nosedive is pretty excited to p- play video games, so. That's true. So, Kennard, or uh, not Kennard, Kennard's dead. Uh, Duck Orange just wanders off from the group and finds a museum, I guess. Yeah. And That he doesn't seem super impressed with. No, I think he was, yeah, we hypothesized he was just looking for a bathroom or something. Uh, you got corn dogs in here? <laughs> That's how he talks. I'm looking for some dipping dots. Y'all got some dipping dots in here? And the lady running it is like, hey, I bet you like Spanish things because you're a sword guy. And then she thrucks a sword at him. And it looks, the animation is such that it looks like it just hits him right in the neck. It does not. No. This hit- show never gives us what we want. Nope. It does hit him in the shoulder in the cloth and pins him to the wall. And he's not registering that he's under attack yet. And this is our first indication that something's not quite right in this town. Right. Immediately, the lady's eyes start glowing red, but I guess people in the show can't see that. So she tries to attack him again and hears skedaddles, but then more guys show up in like painter costumes or janitors. I don't know, but they grab him. I thought they were security for this museum, but um, they show up repeatedly. Yeah. They're everywhere. I'm not sure what their role is, Uh, but they take the sword out of... Uh, Orange's hands and then he's captured and then there's a menacing shadow that comes to like punch him to death I guess I guess so and we have an act break when we come back uh, Wildwing is just playing hockey with Chip they're on roller skates or blades rather I like that he had to put his jersey on he was wearing his jersey the whole time was he oh which one are you talking about uh the duck the duck yes well I mean he's a world-class hockey player why wouldn't he, he- Make I mean, I guess feel good. I guess it would have been in the the car because yeah. they're going to play a game, or maybe they just have to double tap their chest and they're just wearing it. Oh yeah, you're right. It's just the armor looks a lot cooler. It does. I mean, it's a good logo, but the armor is pretty neat. It's good design, honestly. Yeah, a lot of the show has pretty good design. Yeah. Uh, Chip's doing okay. Um, and then uh, what's his name? Wildwing tries to communicate with Tanya. On his communicator. Yeah. He's like, oh yeah, I should probably call my friends and tell them what happened. <laughs> I get so excited to play hockey, I forgot. <laughs> tell them to come pick us up. Um, but when he flips his wrist-mounted uh, comm, I guess, yes. uh, it just there's a lot of feedback and static, and Chip reacts 
as though it really hurts, and then his eyes glow red. So, oh no, there's something wrong with him ah. too. Um, but Wildwing, being the leader, recognizes a problem. So he's like, "Can I use your phone? I'm gonna call them." And then Chip says, "It's on the blink, because that's how people talk." Yeah, you know. Oh, your phone's not working. It must be on the blink. Yep, those are words that people use for this occasion. So Wildwing fucks off to go find everybody. Um, and Chip invites him to dinner. He goes to find a payphone. Right. Meanwhile, Nosedive is with Mookie and Thrasher. And apparently Pops runs the video arcade. But it's closed because it's an ambiguous time. Yeah, it looks no, it looks like nighttime to me. Right. But it's not past seven yet, so maybe the arcade closes at five? Hard to say. Thrasher and Mookie go to find Pops to have him specially or opened the the arcade fort. And Nosedive is annoyed. Yeah. He's annoyed this entire episode. And in general, I think. So Speaking of generals. <laughs> so the six-star general is uh, examining Mallory's gun. She went home with him uh, for what sex. I can only assume, yes, is, is for sex and sex things and sex-related things. Um, and she's uh, examining his wall of mounted weapons, <laughs> which every general has, I, I guess. I think you should have. I mean, mine are leaning against the wall. Um, but Mallory uses pretty much nothing but army jargon or military jargon as she's uh, saying we need to or I need to reconnoiter with my my group. This guy insists that that's a word, so I believe him. It is a word. And, uh, you know, he's acting in non-regulation behavior uh, as he holds her puck gun at her. And she gets abducted by the painter men as well. There's two Jamokes show up. Uh, So that's two ducks down. I know. So down to just nosedive and Wildwing, you know, the dream team. <laughs> uh, Wildwing comes running up to nosedive, who's just standing in front of the arcade. He's like, hey, something's weird. Uh, people reacted weird to sonic, you know, noise. It's never a good sign. Yeah. And Wildwing recognizes uh, their comms as being jammed. He's like, I don't think the migrator broke down on its own out of weird entropy. I think they did it on purpose. Wildwing busts out his circle TV thing on his gauntlet and he goes to track down the missing ducks. So he goes to the museum and he tries the phone there and it doesn't work. All the phones are dead. Something suspicious is happening. Yeah. And he finds the saber that uh, Duke has. Apparently, the people that abducted him didn't think it'd be good to take all the clues and this pretty cool weapon with them. They're not interested in weaponry. I guess. Just ducks. So... Wildwing, still not getting it, runs to Chip's house, and he's like, something's weird. And then every, every all the phones are dead. You know, Duke's missing. And then he, actually, he I guess he does get it. He demands answers from the, <laughs> from the mayor. And then the painter men pop out, and Chip grabs hold of him, and he starts shooting his pucks in the air. Those, those guys are always just right there when it's time. Yeah. They're very good at their job. <laughs> they surely are. Um... And the, they start acting like zombies and talking like robots, and they're chanting, stay for dinner. They're going to eat him, seemingly. Yeah, whatever. So we jump back to Nosedive. Pops has come to allow him into the arcade. Uh, Mookie and Thrash have not come with because Grandma called them for dinner. I don't know what time it is. I guess it's seven now. It's dinner time. Um, is that when dinner is, Sky? Uh, sometimes, I guess. Dinner is a state of mind, not a time. 
dinner time all the time. So, uh, Nosedive goes in and he's disappointed at the arcade. Uh, and then the painter men pop out of the door and they, ah, oh, but, but something bad's happening. Yeah. Uh, he describes it as a big old fat trapola. He's correct. Yeah. So Nosedive runs away. He's the only one who didn't get tackled. And then he sees more people coming up and he asks them for help. Uh, because I guess he can't see the glowing eyes that must not be visible to people in the show. That's just for us. Yeah. So we know they're evil, even though they're walking like zombies and yelling stuff. And it's Thrash and Mook, too. They're all also zombies who oh, no. are glowing red eyes. Um, and then their goddamn faces melt off. Yeah. Which is not something I expected. Uh, and then they're, they like melt and then they got like venom smiles and they're robots with venom teeth. Uh, and then everybody's face starts goddamn melting off, which is surprising, to it's, say the least. It seems like a weird time to reveal yourself. Yeah. Like, there's no need for that. Yeah. Especially if you're not, like, just gonna kill him and be done with it. But then Nosedive remembers that Wildwing told him that sound fucked him up, so he hits his comm and a bunch of static makes them grab their heads. It's using the old noodle. Yep. And he pops his jet skates and skates away. He goes to a random house... And just bust through their cellar door and into their underground dungeon. <laughs> I don't know how he knew any of that. Yeah, how did he decide that was where he needed to go? But he f- he fucked off and just straight into where all of the people are are being held <laughs> in pods because he finds Thrasher and Mookie and the uh, general fella. Yeah, they were all there. It was very easy. I don't know how he chose. He just skated away and decided. I, I don't even know why he did that. Was he hiding? It's impossible to see. Was it an accident? It looked pretty deliberate. Because I think he yelled a thing. I mean, whatever. It got results. It, I guess. So the general um, is surprised to see a big duck, but gets over it real fast. And he's like, so somebody sleep gassed the whole village. <laughs> and it came from Pops's. Uh, body shop or whatever. Yes. So you should go there and do something. That's probably the source of all this nonsense. A pop's garage has gas for a dollar nine, which is pretty great. <laughs> so we see pops walking in, and then there's robots in there, and he takes off his beard. And I was like, I hope that they know that that wasn't a big reveal to us because he just looks like a cartoon man. But then he takes off his ma- mustache and hat, and he's bald, and he's that doctor from earlier. Yeah, Dr. Parnassus, or whatever his name is. <laughs> Dr. Molasses. You nailed it. Dr. Molasses. So, um, we see the three ducks, and they are, um, like, latched down onto uh, operating boards, including <laughs> fucking Duke LaRange's saber. Apparently, when it got recovered by Wildwing... Uh, <laughs> They reattached the good it to doctor his arm. Yeah. had the politeness to put it back on his arm holster. <laughs> Very polite. Um, so Dr. Onassis uh, says something to the effect of, I've been trying to genetically make the next step of human evolution. Um, and he's got it behind a door. And it's called the slur or the slur. The slur, I think. But the captions read it as the floor. He's done fucked up a lot. Like, he's not been able to do a single uh, good version of it. Um, But he's going to use the alien DNA to figure out the next step in human evolution, which is the worst plan I've ever heard. I don't entirely agree with the using this for the next step in human evolution thing. But 
there would be people who want to study these alien oh, ducks. Oh, for sure. So bad. Because one would le- or be led to believe that they have a common an- ancestor due to their limb arrangement. Right. And, you know, propensity for the English language. <laughs> And, um, and perhaps they just have antibodies for things that we don't. Yeah. Things like that. Probably the diseases they brought with them, at least. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> this is where the avian flu was born. <laughs> That's right. Um, but Dr. What's-His-Name just wants to get on TV because of his findings. He's not doing this for science sake, which is strange. He's got a real Bill Nye complex. <laughs> hey, you, you put those words back in your mouth. <laughs> I've already said I'm Bill Nye's just in science for the fame. He's not. He's in science to teach children yeah, things. And also maybe to stop the world from dying. I think maybe uh what the other who's the other science Dr. guy? Dr. Beekman. No, the not Beekman's world. He is the other science guy from Neil that. Neil Tyson? Yeah, he's I think he might be in it for the fame. He didn't start a, out that way, but he definitely got there. Exactly. yeah, yeah, you're right. He uh he's just trying to ruin everyone's good time. Yeah, he's got a little high on his own supply. Yeah. Um and also might be a creep, I forget which. It's hard to say. Yeah. So, uh, Dr. Pictorial Prolifus, whatever the fuck his name is, uh, has been working with Draganus. Draganus went ahead and gave him a signed headshot. He sure did. Uh, to Dr. Look at how how sexy he looks in that picture, though. (laughs) He's got bedroom eyes. It's weird. Uh, It says, Dr. Prolifus, best of luck on your schemes of world pretorius his name's pretorius pretorius sure mad dreams of conquest signed dragantis it's weird and all the ducks are like dude that's fucking weird man but it also does explain why he has all these robots and i guess that's true monetize the robots to be famous and he didn't he didn't try and get the dragon's dna he wanted specifically duck dna yeah i don't know man pictorial Pretorius. Pretorius is going to throw a Frankenstein switch to, I don't know, shoot the DNA out of them. Yeah, that's how you do it. Uh, meanwhile, Nosedive gets apprehended by four robots. He was watching through a window this whole time. I don't know yeah. if he said that. Watching for far too long. <laughs> he had to learn the whole plan. But he also could have just gone in there and saved everyone. Yeah, Sky, no. But luckily, uh, General Stan Lee comes over and just kicks the shit out of that robot. Because... That's a thing you can do as a regular ass human. Well, and then the then all the humans show up with torches and stuff and scare the robots off. And pitchforks. Don't forget these the are, pitchforks. These are uh, naturally skittish robots. <laughs> I guess. So, uh, Nosedive goes in to rescue his team and Dr. Pretorius throws the switch and the, some robot arms with electricity nodes come down slowly. And finally, Nosedive shoots open the door and starts shooting pucks at everything. I like how well those pucks do it, exploding holes in walls and shooting open doors and shit. Yeah, except it can't blow up the damn dragons. Right. Um, so the robots come out and uh, Nosedive says a terrible pun about chemicals and uh, he kills all the robots. And everybody's just like, hey, you did it. We didn't expect you to save the day, but you did. Like, not one of them was like, yeah. Nosedive will save us. They're all, we're pretty much like, we're well, going to die it. here. We're going to die we here. We really should have brought Grin. <laughs> or Tanya, at least. At least her gauntlet could turn into a buzzsaw. <laughs> uh, at that point, Dr. Uh, Pretorius opens the door, and the next step in goddamn evolution is some weird-ass minotaur that's also a lobster chicken. 
Yes. Sky put it better than I ever could. <laughs> Why would that be the ah, next step? Also, I don't know. It's pretty good. You can't engineer on purpose the next step of evolution. That's not evolution. What do you see? I see a monstrosity and a crime against nature. You, wait, he's got a bare body uh, with one chicken foot, uh, uh, one lobster hand, uh-huh. um, a chicken's face, but with horns. Like a minotaur. Yeah. It looks like a bunch of Pokemon got mushed together. It also has one one cow foot. Um, So the monstrosity goes to, I don't know, kill the ducks? I guess so. As it's about to kill everybody, um, it does actually get a swipe at... Uh, at uh, what's his name wild wing and it scuffs his armor he's taking a lot of shots today uh but nosedive gets up and shoulder checks the the monster and then pulls two guns out of one holster and shoots it a bunch until it falls over in some chains yeah it trips over some chains and chains and gets tangled up at which point nosedive just pulls him into the air and it can't get itself down next stage of evolution my ass Someone is going to have to kill that thing, be it these ducks or the local authorities. I'm sure the local authorities will just come and pitchfork it to death because they already got him with them. I guess that's the, that's not the authorities. That's just the town folk. We didn't see any like police. There might not be any in this town. It might be that small. I guess that's true. It's up to the mayor to murder this thing. <laughs> uh, so uh, Wildwing gets up and Nosedive had shot a, uh, a, a puck bolo at Dr. Petrusian. Uh, so he hangs him from a, a meat hook next to the monstrosity, who I was kind of assuming, like, he's within arm's reach, and I kind of assumed that this mindless beast would try to eat him. He likes him. They're friends. But they seem he's to be cool. Yeah. He does, uh, as Wildwing hangs him out there, he says, uh, you'll wait here for the authorities. So yeah. I guess the FBI is coming. Sure. And then uh, there's still some robots out, so Wildwing just shoots a propane tank and explodes the rest of them. <laughs> it's very dangerous. But everybody's cool with it. doesn't raise a single objection. And Mallory finds a satellite dish that uh, has been blocking their comms, and she gets, I don't know, a foot from it and explodes it. Uh, but it's fine. She sort of shields herself with her hands. She at least but... squints a little. <laughs> yeah. Whoop, that's right. Save your damn eyes, at least. Have you seen that video of the guy... I think it's a can of spray paint, and he's whipping a knife at it. <laughs> he throws no. his knife at it once. I'll have to find it. He whips his knife at it once, and it misses, and he throws it again, and he he dead-on hits it, and the, the paint all goes <laughs> right yeah, at him. of course it does. They're very specific about not doing that on those cans. <laughs> I'll have to find it and show it to you. You'll like it. Uh, so the day is saved, I guess. Everybody got exploded that needed to. Um, and the, because they found out that that satellite dish also had a tractor beam that kept the migrator from moving, um, I would have thought that Dr. Petrusian would have gotten in there and fucked up the engine a little just to be sure, but whatever, I guess it's fine. I mean, he couldn't have gotten into the engine before they got stuck there. I guess. So the tractor beams, but stopped them. Okay, but he didn't get in there and mess it up more? No, he was busy trying to steal them to steal their DNA. Okay. He didn't think they'd get out. He had a duck monster, or even, a chicken monster, I mean. He didn't even, like, flatten their tires. Yeah, he should have cut their legs off. Yeah. You can still get at someone's DNA if they don't have legs, right? You can... All you really need for their DNA is, like, a tissue sample, so they could have just plucked a feather and been good. Yeah, but what's the point of harvesting DNA if you're not going to kill the thing it came from? Just like how I like to make sure that any glass of milk I drink came from a cow that got <laughs> murdered for it. I'll have a glass of milk from that cow. <laughs> I think about that a lot. Well, it it's a good time. <laughs> so, uh, 
I guess they just drove home because Tanya has fixed the mask. And Sky did point out, because I totally missed this, if he had had the mask, you would have seen everyone was a robot the entire time. Right. So it makes sense for Tanya and Grin to, have to stay back with the mask. Well, it makes sense for Tanya to stay back, I guess. Grin just couldn't be bothered because yeah. Wildwing demanded a buddy system. Like you said, Brad Garrett was auditioning for everybody else's Raymond or something at this point. <laughs> could be. But I 100% believe that Tanya could have fixed that on the run or on the go. Yes. There's no reason she didn't or wouldn't be able to. It, I think it was a good workaround um, for this particular plot, though, that it got broken. Yeah, absolutely. But also, like, they didn't go the rest of the way to their game. They just drove home. Well, there probably wasn't enough time, so they had to go back home. They had to hurry back home, um, jump in the plane, and fly there. They hadn't reached the point of no return. Right, yeah. All right. So, uh, uh, Duck Orange is talking to Nosedive, saying, hey, has your faith in humanity been restored? And um, Nosedive is like, yeah, I guess. And then Phil comes running in with a magazine because they're on Birdwatchers Monthly, which is w- weird. And I bet kind of demeaning to them. Yeah. Well, Wild, or I mean, Nosedive doesn't like it. So he's like, well, I don't like all humans. Yeah. And then Phil continues to read it as though it's a Sports Illustrated swimsuit edition. How do you read that differently I don't without know. your pants on? <laughs> That's right. And that's it. That's how it ends. Everybody's cool, and they we didn't see a hockey game this time. Yeah. Strange. Our week is not going to be complete. I feel a bit off. Jake. What? Who was the most likable or effective character? Uh, uh, mm, I'm going to... I guess it has to be... I guess it's probably Nosedive, I suppose. Hmm. He... Don't like it, but I respect <laughs> it. Yeah. He didn't... He didn't not do anything. <laughs> I mean, he did spend a lot of the episode literally standing around, but... That's true. He was the last to get captured. And he basically freed everyone. He helped to accidentally capture that monster at the end. (laughs) Yeah. That is probably the least amount of screen time a monster has had in this so far. (laughs) And it wasn't even made out of energy And they didn't have to shoot it with water. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, I guess guess Nosedive is the... Is the correct answer. That's fair. I'm going to give it to not Stanley specifically because he looks like Stanley. That's fair. He does look like Stanley if Stanley was uh, a Star Wars action figure from 1995. <laughs> He's he was drawn like a t- or a Bruce Tim drawing. Yeah, it was. Uh, what was the most terrific part? The most terrific part was that monster at the end made of uh, that <laughs> a minotaur that, chicken. Yeah, that sin against nature, <laughs> a chimera, but with different components. Not enough monsters have chicken faces and lobster <laughs> hands. You don't play enough Pokemon. I don't, or I play the right amount for me. I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna say it's pretty tur- turtlerific how little Wildwing had, f- uh, or how little regard Wildwing had for everybody's safety as he just shot a propane tank to explode some robots <laughs> <That's> pretty good <laughs> i mean it worked out okay i guess but that's a this dangerous time, stunt my dude yeah yeah they are getting a little careless with their yeah little cavalier i dare say Ooh. um <laughs> uh yeah so uh what was your pop culture palette cleanse for this here uh, week this week well like i said earlier i tend to just turn on seinfeld when i don't want to watch anything mm-hmm. but i got all the way through that again so i've been watching um Happy Endings, which is a show that had a couple seasons in the uh, early 2010s, which I really like. Uh, so it's on Hulu, if if anyone. It's it's Friends for now, but like. Uh, <laughs> but it's got a weigh-ins in it. 
It, it does have a Wayans in it. He's Marlon, really funny. I think? No. No. Um, Damon Wayans Jr. Ah. Damon Wayans is in it as his dad, though. It's Coach from yeah, New Girl. Um, from New Girl. He this left the, New Girl to do that. I was going to say, it's the reason he's not in New Girl, because this got picked up first. They didn't think this was going to keep going. <laughs> but yeah, I really, I really like that show, and it had been a hot minute since I'd seen it. So I was like, oh, I'm going to watch this. They aired the episodes out of order when they put them on. You know how TV sh- stations like to do that? Usually that's a Fox thing. I feel like that was an ABC. It was. You are correct on both of those. But they put it on Hulu in the the order it aired. Which makes sense. Unless it's aired out of order. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I you, when you watch them back to back to back, you're like, didn't we already know this? D- didn't we already know that Dave's food truck is called Steak Me Home Tonight? Uh, and then like four episodes later, you're, he gets his food truck. <laughs> so there is that issue. So, you know, if you're really looking into it, I guess you could watch them in chronological order if you want. I've seen it before, so it wasn't a huge deal. Also, I started reading a book called Mid-Century Christmas, which is a, uh, basically about the transition from uh, our Victorian Christmas, uh, Victorian themed inspired Christmases. Mm-hmm. And Where you just of- get fucking blitzed. <laughs> Well, that's that never changed. <laughs> Just like the the old timey Christmas stuff into the the more Christmases yeah, where you that go we house to house demanding food <laughs> and just get fucking blitzed. You're describing Halloween. No, that's Christmas. And then Thanksgiving. It's all about getting blitzed and eating food. Really. <laughs> um, I also decided I like the word blitzed in well, reference to drunk. You should. It's good. It's funny. It's about how uh, when Christmas got really shiny and and mm-hmm. uh, awesome. <laughs> In the mid fifties to the sixties, so I, I've I've been doing that, and uh, we watched Home Alone, which is always a good idea. I recommend it. Yep. For those of you who've never seen Home Alone, <laughs> how about you, Sky? Well, you're out here not watching Ninja Turtles, the original <laughs> series. I know that. Yeah, unfortunately, I had um, two D D games this week, or I guess last week. It's Sunday now, um, and I didn't do a whole lot else. Like I, I didn't watch anything terribly new or memorable, so I won't talk about that. But I will talk about my B, my D and D. I mean, to, real quick, to be fair, we both watched something very new and memorable, but you have to check out an extra podcast for that. <laughs> That's true. I don't know if I'll remember it past like this week, though. <laughs> no, me either. Go on. Um, so one of the campaigns is uh, a guy who's new to Roll Twenty. Uh, I don't know how, how much experience he has DMing. Um, but in our second, our second session, uh, a whole bunch of stuff happened. Like there was a player death and, uh, a, like a betrayal and a whole bunch of other things. Um, and it, it just, it went off the ra- rails real, real fast. Like there was a PVP or player versus player fight in the midst of our regular fight. So it was, we were only level three. And uh, we did not have the hit points, so one of our characters died, and he's coming back as a different thing now. If you played D&D, you would get it. I mean, I understand it. I just, it, <laughs> it doesn't, I don't have any comment for that. Yeah. But my character is Good fine. Good job. So that's, that's what matters most. But I did make a backup, because apparently this DM doesn't uh, have any qualms about just ending people. I, he said that he was surprised that it happened, but like, you know, it's good to be prepared. Gotta keep you on your fucking toes, man. Yeah. Also, I didn't realize that I was the healer of the group, because my class isn't one that would normally take that role. So, but here we are. Anyway, um, 
I'm sure I did some other stuff, but it's not really worth noting. Uh, there was a movie I was going to talk about, but I've completely forgotten about it. So there's that. Um, but I think that'll probably do it for this week. Uh, thank you guys very much for listening. Uh, we are going to be putting up a bonus episode of the uh, the Lifetime movie, a recipe for desire. You can't do it, can you? It's not desire. Intrigue. Nope, not intrigue. Yeah, it's gone. I don't remember. A recipe for seduction. Seduction. Sorry, I'm one Mario Lopez. Is That's right. Colonel Harlan Sanders. Well, just just Harlan. He, nobody addresses him as Colonel. Well, but he's clearly the Colonel. They call him Colonel. They call him Harlan Sanders. He's just not a Colonel yet. Yeah, this is early in his life. He's chicken Colonel. Uh, it was something. You can listen to that. Uh, we roped Katie into being on it for the first time, so that was fun. Um. You can follow the show at Failed Pop Culture with no E at the end. You can email the show at popculturefailure at gmail.com. You can follow me. I'm at Sandwich Surplus. I'm at Midwest Love Affair. And uh, happy Hanukkah to those of you celebrating it. Uh, I know that just started on Friday. Are you celebrating it, Sky? Not this year. Um, cool. And I also pronounce it Chanuka. Um, it's got like 200 accepted spellings. And one of them, is, it looks like <laughs> Chanuka. I'm aware. That's not a joke. That's a thing. So if you celebrate that, happy holidays. Happy holidays to everybody else who celebrates whatever. Um, Black Lives Matter, defund the police. Stay frosty, everyone. Bye.